I'm your host, Angela Bowen, and welcome to another episode of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. Today, I'm going to be reviewing Season 1, Episode 2, entitled Punky Finds a Home, Part 2, which aired on September 23, 1984. Alright, let's get into some trivia for this episode. At the beginning of the episode, Henry recites for, from the poem, The Walloping Window Blind by Charles Edward Carroll. Carl? C-A-R-R-Y-L. I don't know how to really pronounce that. All right, in this episode, we also learn Punky's first name, which is Penelope. And when the credits started, I noticed that they're pretty much the same credits as the pilot episode, just kind of introducing the story with Punky at the supermarket, and then she and Henry cross paths. And that's pretty much it with that. Um, it does do a little recap of the pilot episode where Punk, uh, Henry first meets Punky in the abandoned uh, apartment building. And he invites her over to his place for dinner and he tells her that sh- she can spend the night and then in the morning they'll, you know, he'll call the Department of Family Services to see if they can, you know, find her mother find her place to stay, which she's, you know, excited about. The episode opens up with Henry singing a poem, The Walloping Window Blind by Charles Edward Carr. I'm just going to call him that. As he's pouring all-brand cereal into a bowl for Punky and spooning... Well, he doesn't spoon in prunes. He actually puts them in a separate bowl. And judging by Henry's cheerful attitude, Punky's arrival seems to have brought out Brought him out of his doldrums and, and really put him in a, in a happy mood. He's happy, you know, he's got someone there to, to take care of and everything. So, yeah. I don't know any kid that would like prunes. I certainly didn't as a child. I didn't eat them. But, okay, Punky pops up above the bottom half of the swinging door. There are two halves, top half. And this bottom half, and she greets Punky, letting him know that she's starving. Like, I'm starving. I'm star. I'm hungry. <laughs> so she's all cheerful when she gets up and everything. That's really cute. I don't know. Maybe some kids are cheerful when they get up. But she's got a bright outlook on, on everything, which is, for a kid in her situation, I'd say is, that's good to have a positive outlook. Alrighty. Henry pulls out a chair for her as she settles in. Henry rattles off the morning menu. A high-fiber nutritional breakfast, brand cereal, and stewed prunes. To which Punky replies, Prunes, grosseroo! Which, grosseroo, you'll actually, I think you'll hear that several times in the show. I think mainly it was just season one, maybe season two. I don't know if she said it after that. But as I go along with the series, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if she does. Because she's got other catchphrases, too, that you know, you'll find out later on down the road. And as she gets older, you know, things change. Things go away, and she develops, you know, new catchphrases and everything. Henry tells her to just eat Eat her cereal. Punky asks Henry what the cereal does. And Henry asks, what do you mean, does? Punky says, well, does it whistle? Does it talk? Is it magically delicious? Okay, out of those three things, I can decipher 
two of them. When she says, does it talk? I think it sounds like she's referring to Rice Krispies because, you know, they crackle when you pour milk in them. And I think there are commercials of kids like listening to the cereal like it's talking to them. The other one, of course, magically delicious, we all know, is Lucky Charms. Now, the one where she says, does it whistle? I don't know any cereal that whistles, you know, maybe in, in the 80s. If any of you out there know this answer, please feel free to get with me on social media and comment and let me know or email me. I'd really like to figure that out. I was trying to search for it while I was going over the episode, and I didn't find anything yet, but I'll, I'll keep digging, see if I find something. Okay, Punky then leaves the kitchen, takes her bowl of cereal with her, and Henry follows shortly after. I noticed the Michael Jackson poster from his Thriller days, you know, 1984, is still hanging on the top half of the swinging door. So I like that continuity. That's that's pretty cool. I wonder if, because Punky Finds a Home is actually three parts. If I said it was four parts in the pilot episode, I apologize. I thought it was four parts, but it's only three. So, but I wonder if they, like, filmed all three of them back, like, one right after another after another. So, Brandon's still hanging out in that Afghan chair, like, right outside the door to the kitchen. Henry tells Punky that he's called the Department of Family Services, and Punky asks if they'll take her away to an orphanage. Henry tells her no, that they're just sending someone over to ask questions about finding Punky's mother. Um, when he tells her no, no, no orphanages, I just kind of, and she's excited, she's happy that, like, no orphanage is good. I kind of cringed a little when he said that, because I'm like, he is kind of getting her, her hopes up with that. He, he doesn't know what's going to happen when this person comes to the door and what they could possibly do. They do have a right to take Punky from him. So to kind of build her up like that and just, he really has no say in what happens to her. It's like, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out and see what happens. And just so you know, I am reading a lot off my notes today. So um, I got six pages here. <laughs> All right. Then there's a knock at the door and it's a new character named Eddie, who is the new maintenance guy. When he enters the apartment, he hands Henry a plunger and does a quick inspection of the living room. He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, everything looks hunky-dory. And <laughs> Henry's looking at him like, okay, who is this man? I I don't remember hiring you, so who are you? <laughs> um, Punky introduces herself to Eddie and he says oh hey you must be the lady of the house and he looks at Brandon and he says and you must be the puppy of the house Henry asks who he is and the guy introduces himself as Eddie the new handyman for the apartment Henry asks him if he thinks he's a bit too young for the position Eddie says he used to work for Lakeshore Towers Henry asks isn't that the apartment complex that burned down last week Eddie mentions how he quit smoking. Um, Eddie sounds like kind of a a goofy, maybe not smartish kind of guy. He doesn't seem like a character that would smoke. But then again, I don't want to typecast or anything. Um, also, 
Eddie is played by actor Eddie Deason. I know him a lot. I know him from the movie Grease. He seems to be in a bit of things. Also, if you've seen Polar Express, he is that boy with the glasses on the train, and you can tell it's him. He's got a really distinct voice. And he's got a really funny, unique laugh, too. I, I if Oh, also, um, he recently celebrated a birthday, March 6th, so happy birthday, Eddie Deason. From Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. Happy birthday to you. Okay. So Henry picks up the phone and says he's going to call the owner of the apartment, Melvin. And asks why he decided to hire Eddie. And Eddie replies, oh, you mean my Uncle Mel? With that, Henry hangs up the phone. Henry tells Eddie to start with you can get to work on fixing the broken dryer. Eddie notices lint on Henry's shirt, grabs his dustbuster, and starts to suck at the lint on Henry's shirt, and Henry just, he pushes him out the door, like, okay, get out of here. All right, you're done. Go. When there's a knock at the door, Henry opens it, and we see a flustered Randy, the social worker, who comes in to check on Punky Brewster. Well, the reason she's flustered is because when Henry opened the door, he expected it to be Eddie, and he's like, oh, get lost! And, of course, he says that right when he opens the door. And Randy's like, what? What? What?" She thought that was meant for her. (laughs) So, um, Henry offers her coffee and asks if she wants sugar. And she says, no, I'm on a diet. Do you have any sweetened loaf? I I guess that's a that's an alternative to sugar. People usually they say sweet and low. I always remember like when I was at like little sit down you know restaurants, they'd have the little sugar packets. And I always like organized the sweet and low in there. Like I'd like take them out and like put them all right side up so they're all facing like the font is all in the same direction and everything, just patting it down. And I used yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so, and he asks her how many, and she says four. I'm like, uh, well, yeah, sure, sweet and low, it's not sugar, I guess, so, um, yeah, four. (laughs) Anyway, wow. So, Miranda, Randy Mitchell, you're going to find out what her actual first name is. I'm sorry if I spoiled it for you. She is played by Talia Balsam. And I think when looking at her, she bears a striking resemblance to Leah Thompson. She's got those same sharp features and, and, you know, soft voice. Really lilting. So Randy sits on the couch and asks Punky if she's okay. Basically, it's just, you know, procedures. Okay, are you okay? The, The situation that you're in. It's customary to ask that. Uh, Punky says, yeah, now that I have Henry. Randy then asks Punky what her real name is. Punky says, gee, it's been a while. I don't know anymore. So I think her mom must have given her the nickname Punky and just, you know, her birth name is Penelope. So she probably just, you know, pushed that to the back of her mind. Just she was always Punky to to her mom. So... Randy says, uh, uh, Punky says, Punky. And Randy says, no. Don't you have another name? And Punky says, yeah, Brewster. Randy's like, no, another first name. 
Punky struggles to remember. Randy uses a little trick to get Punky's real name out of her. She says, you know, I don't like my name either. It's Miranda. And Punky says, Miranda? That's worse than Penelope. Randy then asks about Punky's mother. Punky says her mother's name is Susan Brewster and how her mother had long curly brown hair, a beautiful smile, even when she's sad. So we're getting a little bit kind of in the, you know, we're learning a little more bit by bit about Punky's mom here. So she seemed to be sad a bit. So maybe she was, you know, she could have been suffering from depression. Um, I don't want to depress you or go all too deep into this if you know if you care um but <clears throat> sorry randy asks for a picture of punky's mom punky says sure i have a picture of her standing in front of our house so punky pulls a drawing out of her little bag of a woman with curly hair in front of a purple house and it's basically, it's just something she drew with some crayons. So, I mean, it's not a, a photograph, which I'm sure that's what Randy was kind of hoping she might have had. You know, something to kind of go off of. But, uh, well, her hair, she's got curly dark hair. I guess you can kind of go off of that. Um, which Randy does take the picture sets it on the coffee table. Randy tells Punky that she works for some really nice people that help kids like Punky. And while they're looking for Punky's mom, Punky will be going with Randy to stay in a place called Fenster Hall. At the mention of Fenster Hall, Henry walks in and Randy explains it's an emergency children's center where Punky can stay until they find her a temporary home. Punky runs to Henry's side, seeing Fenster Hall for what it really is, an orphanage. And that is exactly what she doesn't want to go to an orphanage. Henry tells Randy she has no right to take Punky away. Randy says it's procedure, and Henry is no relation to Punky, so she has to come with her. Punky says she can't go. Brandon wouldn't like it there, and he hates crowds. They've never been apart, and he wouldn't understand. He's just a puppy, and they only have each other. Punky begs Randy not to take her away from Brandon. Randy informs Punky that Brandon can't go to Fenster Hall. Punky runs back to Henry's side, begging him to stop this from happening. And this this is so sad. It's like, she, she's put in a situation she has no control of the outcome. And, and Henry's, unfortunately, he's powerless. He, he can't do anything that, to... Make her not be taken away. Henry says, I promised Punky no orphanages, and there will be no orphanages. So there. Randy says that if she has to return with a police officer, who will arrest Henry for interfering in the removal of Punky. Which, yeah, she's got to back it up. You know, if if it comes to it, she will. She'll come with a police officer, and, and then he could find himself arrested. So Punky tells Henry she doesn't want him to go to jail and tells Randy he's too old to eat bread and water. He needs prunes. <laughs> this got to laugh because the camera centers on Henry's face and he's just like, oh my, the horde. Did you have to tell her that? Really? So um, 
Punky offers herself up. Randy tells Punky, you're not going to jail. Fenster Hall is a nice place. Punky asks if she can say goodbye to Brandon. Punky tells Brandon she has to go away for a while and tells him to be brave. So I'm going to play this first clip here. And this basically goes over kind of what I, I told you already. But it's really, really sad. And I think that Punky you know, does a really good job. So Soleil Moonfry does a really, really good job in this scene. She really displays, you know, how hurt she is at being able to be, you know, torn away from someone who she's already come to love and trust, even in the short 24 hours that they've been together. So here's the clip. I hope you enjoy it, and I will be back to join you afterwards. Um... Punky, I work for some very nice people whose job it is to help children just like you. What a great job. Yes, it is. But Punky, while we're looking for your mom, I'd like you to come with me to a place called Fenster Hall. Hold it. Fenster Hall? It's an emergency children's shelter where Punky can stay till we find her temporary home. It's an orphanage, you promise. No orphanages. Now, wait a minute. You can't just walk in here off the street and take away a child that walked in here off the street. <laughs> it's a procedure, Mr. Warnemont. You are no relation to the child. Punky has to come with me. But I can't, Randy. Brandon wouldn't like it there. He hates crowds. I'm afraid Brandon can't go, Punky. But we've never been apart. He's just a puppy. Don't take me away from him. He needs me. Please don't let her take me. Miss Mitchell, I cannot allow you to take Punky. I promised her no orphanage, and there won't be any orphanage, so there. <laughs> Mr. Warnemont, if I have to, I will return with a police officer who can and will arrest you for interfering with the execution of my duties. So there yourself. Honey, I don't want you to go to jail. He's too old to eat bread and water. He needs prunes. <laughs> Here, take me instead. All right, everybody, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that clip. So, as we go on, Punky asks to take the picture of Henry and Punky with her. Punky tells Henry she'll never forget him, and Randy grabs Punky by the arm. And Punky tells Randy, you know, I came in here without any help. I can go out the same way. She's like, you know, don't touch me, all right? You're already putting me in a situation I don't want to be in. She's not, you know, saying this. This is my kind of opinion of this thing. It's like, all right, let's go. And she's like, no. I'll come. I'll go by myself. So. Randy opens the door, and Punky stands in the doorway, turns around to face Henry, and waves goodbye. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. It's just so sad. <clears throat> he waves back. The door closes, then the camera settles on Henry's sad face. And the door suddenly opens, and Punky runs to him, wrapping her arms around him. Then runs back out the door, Hmm. The scene, literally, you can hear my voice kind of breaking a little. Hmm. 
this scene is really heartbreaking. It's really, really sad. Um, I want to play another clip for you. This is the, the clip where she um, says goodbye to Brandon. And that's really sad, too, because you can kind of hear a little... Brandon's little little puppy whimpers in the background. I'm sorry if these clips are sad. I do have some funny ones, though, coming up. So they're not all going to be sad, let me tell you. Can I say goodbye to Brandon? Alright guys, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that clip that your eyes are not wet like mine are right now. Okay, um, now new scene. We are at a new place. Fenster Hall. Uh, from the outside of the building, it does look like it's a four-story building, judging from the outside shot. Randy walks in with Punky, and there are kids all over the place in this wide hallway. I mean, we got kids zipping up and down the hall. There's a kid close to the door that is using a jump rope. And I just see as Punky comes in, I'm like, oh my gosh, he is going to hit her in the face. And I'm like, oh. So it's like, oh my gosh, let these kids outside. You know, fence your hall, get a playground or something. Let these kids burn off this energy. The, a hallway is no place for kids to be tossing a ball around. Definitely not jump roping. I mean, the hallway's wide, but it's not wide enough to be jump roping when you got kids running all over the place. Uh, there, look, there is a hall monitor who blows his whistle at the kids and tells them to quiet down. Punky walks in and is completely overwhelmed by all these kids. As she walks down the hall, all these kids stop playing to stare at her. One boy in particular with a ball, as she's like getting closer and closer to uh, the middle of the hallway, this one boy, he's got a ball in his hand. He definitely tends to linger longer. Like All these kids are like bent down at the waist as she's like, walking past him like they really like want to get in her face and they're all like well who is this kid so <laughs> it's like gosh kid, this kid wants to stay in this shot as long as possible clearly so um as they walk through the hall i notice a lot of uh the children's artwork are, are on the halls um on the walls and i'm just kind of wondering um 
these kids look all school age, so wouldn't they have to go to school as well? Or maybe they have a teacher there? I mean, if it's an orphanage, they get, these kids got to have an education of sorts, I would imagine. When they get to uh, a door, Randy bends down and asks Punky how she's doing. Punky says she's okay, which, I mean, how do you expect her to be doing, Randy? You took her out of her place with a wonderful man who loved her and put her in an, I'm calling it an orphanage. Call it what you want, you know, but uh, I'm calling it an orphanage, and it's uh, Randy, I know she's just doing her job, but I'm not, I wouldn't be happy. I'd be, if that were me, I'd probably be bawling my eyes out. I'm like, um, uh, I apologize for uh, losing place here. I don't mean to. Uh, Randy tells her that this is where she'll be staying until they find her a real nice place to live. Punky tells Randy that she is all, she already had a nice place to live with Henry. At that, Randy stands up and leads Punky to the door of the room. Randy asks if she would like her to introduce her to her roommates. And Punky says, nah, I'm good with kids. I guess that's because I'm one. Alright. Randy hands Punky her bag and Punky peers through the window. There's a girl lying on the bed lengthwise. She's got her feet propped up on the windowsill, flipping through a magazine, and a little girl on the opposite side of the room who's holding a doll. This little girl also has pigtails, kind of like Punky. Punky walks in and introduces herself to the tough teenage girl in an olive green tee and jeans, who looks at Punky and claims, big deal, like she's unimpressed by, the, by this newcomer, Punky. Punky then wanders over to the pigtailed girl holding the doll, and she says, Your doll's pretty. What's her name? The girl looks away, so she's clearly kind of shy. She doesn't like to talk to people. The teenage girl, whose name is Lisa, we will find that out shortly. I just didn't want to keep calling her the teenage girl. Says, Her name's Mary, and she don't say nothing. She's just be dope. Punky retaliates by saying, <laughs> You can talk to me, big dope, too. To that, the girl gets up and says, So, Pinky, what's with the sneaks? You colorblind? Punky says, I like my shoes this way, and my name's Punky. The girl's like, Oh, I get it. Punky. It starts with P-U. Punky walks over to the dresser and pulls out the first big drawer, and Lisa runs over and tells Punky that the drawer belongs to her, since she's been there the longest. Punky says, It's empty. Lisa said, doesn't matter. When I get something, it's going right in that drawer. Punky gets fed up with Lisa's attitude and tells her, look, I had to move my stuff from a junky old car, then to an empty apartment, and then into Henry's place, then out of Henry's place, into this place. I like to travel just as much as the next kid, but this is really starting to burn me up. Punky says, my stuff's going in that drawer. Got it, bozo, as she points in that direction. Now I'm going to play this clip, even though I did kind of semi-acted out a little. Punky, this girl, dang it, she can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anybody. She ain't going to let nobody push her around. This girl, she's street smart, she's savvy. Seriously, I mean, I wish I had a friend like Punky growing up. Now that would have been nice. And she's just... 
you know, when she goes over to that little girl and just says, hi, my name's Punky and everything, it's like she knows how to integrate herself into a tough situation. She wants to be everybody's friend. She wants people to like her. And dang it, why don't they like her? <laughs> All right, I'm playing this clip, guys. I'll be right back. Not so fast, Brewster. I've been here the longest, and the bureau belongs to me. But it's empty. Doesn't matter. If I ever do get something, it's going in right there. Listen, first I had to move my stuff out of a junky car and into an empty apartment. Then, out of an empty apartment and into Henry's place. Then, out of Henry's place and into this place. Now, I like to travel just as well as the next kid. This is trying to burn me up. My stuff is in that drawer. You got it, Bozo! <laughs> I'm Lisa. Welcome to room 206, Punky. All right, guys, how you doing? Hanging in there? All right, great. Let's continue on. Lisa looks at Punky, clearly impressed, and smiles, introduces herself as Lisa, says, Welcome to room 206. Back at Henry's place, he walks in the door, shuffling through the mail, and notices something on the couch. That is chewed up by Brandon. Turns out to be Henry's sock. And the camera pans over to Brandon on the chair, eating Henry's other sock. Henry tells Brandon there are some rules he'll have to follow if he wishes to remain under his roof. No chewing any articles of Henry's clothing. As Henry pulls the sock out of Henry or out of Brandon's mouth. The second rule being he'll be provided with two meals a day and walks at regular intervals. Um well for one thing, I think puppies need to be fed at least three times a day. And puppy's going to be pooping and peeing a bit, so just walking at regular intervals, saying probably, like, what, the afternoon, the evening? Yeah, he's going to be pooping all over your place there, Henry, yeah. Um, plus, he might, I know this is, pretty much nowadays, dogs are all, a lot of them are crate trained, especially as a puppy. I'd say Brandon looks to be at least maybe... Three or four months old. I'd say four months old tops. So, um, but then again, maybe he was already housebroken before, you know, Punky came to stay with Henry. So, we don't, we don't know. We don't know what Brandon's home life was before he and Punky wound up with Henry. So, okay. We already got done with the second rule. No in-between snacks or unscheduled leg lifting will be tolerated. Henry also tells Brandon under no circumstances will Brandon's presence on the furniture ever be allowed as he lifts him off onto the floor. Yeah, he loves that chair. <laughs> Every time you, you see Brandon, he's on some, some type of furniture. <clears throat> Excuse me. With this, Henry sits down on the couch and Brandon hops up next to him. He lays by Henry who pats Brandon saying, I know. I miss her too. All right, guys, I'm going to play one more clip. Basically, this is of Henry and Brandon. You know how much I love this little guy, Brandon. And since I played two sad clips, a funny clip, I'm pay playing you guys another funny clip. All right, here you go. We'll see you after. Thank you. 
so you're working on a matched pair. Now listen to me, you suck mangling mongrel. If we're going to remain under the same roof, you're going to have to observe a few basic courtesies. One, eating any article of my clothing is verboten. <laughs> two, you'll be provided with two meals a day and walks at regular intervals. No in-between meal snacks or unscheduled leg liftings will be tolerated. <laughs> hey, I'm talking to you. Under no circumstances will your presence on any piece of furniture be allowed. <laughs> I know. I miss her, too. All right, everybody. We're getting on the home stretch here. So, there's a knock on the door, and it's Eddie. <laughs> this guy. He says... He's figured out why the dryer's not working. When you turn it on, it fills up with water. <laughs> That's no way to dry clothes. Henry tells him that it's the washer. The dryer is the one next to it, Eddie. Eddie says, oh, now we're getting somewhere. Isn't it great to be part of a team? And with that, Henry slams the door in his face. Another knock to the door. Henry yells out, get lost, as he opens the door. It's Randy, and she says, I bet you don't get a lot of salesmen around here. Henry apologizes and lets her inside. Henry asks how Punky is, and Randy tells him she's adjusting. She And that Punky really misses Henry. He then asks if they found her mother, and Randy tells him not yet. And the fact that we have to face the possibility that Punky's mother may not want to be found. You know, she really didn't leave a, a, a trail behind. I mean, if she was driving a car, I mean, Punky's not going to know what her driver's, you know, her, her plate was or anything, you know, or her social or any of that stuff. So they're really, and in 1984, I mean, if it were done today, they'd probably have a much better ch chance of trying to track her down, you know, what with the internet and everything. But... There are just only so many things you could do back in 1984 to find a person. I mean, if a person wants to stay gone, if they'll stay gone. They'll, they'll, they'll cover their tracks pretty much. And um, my husband did let me know that it's David Duclan, I believe his last name is. And, you know, he did, I read that he did um, make, Punky's parents deadbeats, so if they didn't want the, her, then they weren't gonna, they were gonna make it so you couldn't find them. So, okay, so where did we stop? Okay. Henry gets up and turns around to face Randy and asks what will happen to Punky. Randy says within 72 hours, DCFS will hold a court hearing to decide who will get temporary custody of Punky. Randy says, hopefully it'll be someone willing to provide long-term care. Randy also tells him Punky would like that person to be Henry. Henry says, I see. He tells her, when Punky first walked into my life, it made me feel happy. And when Randy took her from him, it hurt. He's not used to feeling hurt or feeling much of anything. Henry Asks Randy, what if Henry would be, what if he would be able to take custody of Punky 
What would she say to that? Randy says, in her opinion, she feels Punky would be better off with someone else. And honestly, you know, I know age is honestly, that's going to be the first strike against Henry. But I feel in my heart that Randy could not find a more loving and stable man than Henry for Punky. You know, they already know each other and everything like that. And to put Punky in another situation like that, to have to get used to another person. Why put a child through that? She's been through so much. I know that there's, you know, procedures and regulations and everything you have to go through. But I know in today's age that a situation like Henry's and Punky's really wouldn't fly with the way things are and the way the world is and the way that people are. But that's why, that's why, you know, I like this, you know, when it was done originally, I, it, this sitcom and it's, it's such a beautiful story. And I like that, you know, the producer came up with the idea and everything. It's really, it's great. Um, I'm sorry, I'm rambling. <laughs> um, Back at Fenster Hall. Okay, we're back at Fenster Hall now. Lisa asks Punky who the old geese in the picture is that Punky's looking at. Punky turns around and tells her, he's no geese. He's my friend, Henry. Punky tells Lisa how she can't wait till, till they let her out so she can see him again. Lisa says, hate to break it to you, but you're not going to see him again. Punky accuses Lisa of lying, and Lisa says, hey, I know the rules around here. They made half of them because of... Me. The camera pans over to Mary sitting over there, little pigtail. She's nodding like, yep, yep, they did. <laughs> Punky says, the only one thing I can do, there's only one thing I can do. I gotta bust out of here. Lisa tells Punky to forget it. She'd have to get past Tyler first, and nobody's ever done that before. And Punky says, oh yeah, that's because it's never been done by Punky Brewster. Punky's first attempt, she's seen running from her room, across the hall, through another doorway, along the side, through another doorway, connected with the hallway, and zips to the door, to the two double doors leading outside. Tyler, who's sitting in a chair, he's just reading his paper, he's not even looking up, blows his whistle, and Punky runs past him, waving back to her room. Okay. Her second attempt... To leave, she's hiding inside a trash container with the bottom cut out so it fits over the top of her. Tyler's not in his chair, but instead standing in the hall when she bumps into him when he blows his whistle. He guides Punky back to her room. Shaking his head, uh, shaking his head as he closes the door, he chuckles to himself like, oh, this kid. Oh, she's got gumption. She's got gumption. The fact she's on her second attempt. <laughs> Keeping him on his toes. <laughs> All right. Back in the room. Lisa, Mary, and Punky are lying on the bed with their feet propped up and their chins in their hands. Trying to come up with a better plan to help Punky escape. Punky admits Tyler's good. He's really good. Punky asks Lisa if she's got any other ideas. Punky says, nope. Tapped out. Punky says, yep. Me too. Mary asks, why don't you just go out the window? Punky and Lisa just look at Mary in amazement like, oh my gosh. Did she, did she just, she did. Mary just spoke. Wow. 
<laughs> I don't know how long that girl's been uh, silent, but <laughs> she makes an impression. Punky says to Mary, you know what, Mary? You don't say much, but when you do, it's primo. They run to the window, and it opens so easily. I'm surprised they don't... I'm not trying to be mean. And I'm not saying, no, they should have bars on these windows or something. But being that, you know, that's a safety issue. They just have these windows open like that. You know, any kid could just fall out, especially when they're on the second story. Yeah, she got hurt. Like, clearly, yeah, I think they could be sued. I think they could. All right. There's a ladder, which, of course, Punky is used to fire escapes, hence when she got into Henry's apartment. So she, she knows all about ladders. Lisa says, are you crazy? We're two stories up. Punky says, I know, but I gotta go for it. She gets out the window, and Mary runs out in the hall yelling, Mr. Tyler, Mr. Tyler, Punky's out, in the, out the window. And Mr. Tyler takes off his glasses, and he smiles at Mary saying, Mary. You're talking. Uh, she tells him, come quick. Punky's gone out the window. Mr. Tyler runs into the room and Lisa tells him to hurry and asks, which way did she go? Lisa says she's out on the ledge and disappeared around the side of the building. Mr. Tyler said he's going after her and climbs out the window. He doesn't see Lisa who closes and locks the window on him. Punky tells him, because he's like, I don't see her anywhere. Punky tells him that he's looking in the wrong place. Because she uh, jumps up from the side of the bed where the bed is like against the wall. She's kind of under the bed skirt a little, so she pops out. And um, Mr. Tyler says, I can't find my keys. And Lisa's like, that's because you're looking in the wrong place. She holds up the keys. Punky, Mary, and Lisa all hug, and Punky tells her she couldn't have done it without them. And she says, all right, give me five minutes to get a head start and then let him in. Punky runs into the hall, and at the door, she says, so long, Fenster, Punky Brewster's going home. That's the end of the episode, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you loved my clips. All right. Well, my rating for this episode, I'm going to give it five Brandon Tailwags. That's my rating system. Tailwags. So, I'm giving it five Brandon Tailwags for Punky's fun <laughs> fun antics. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to stumble over my words there. And tough girl holding her own attitude. This girl, she, like I said before, she's street smart. She's savvy. She can hold her own toe-to-toe -to -toe against anybody all right guys now what i want to do with each episode it's it's kind of fun you know makes you think and just so you know you can you should be able to find these episodes on youtube so punky episode question of the week this is going to be the first one what color is the blanket that brandon is lying on now it's not i'm going to say right now it's not the afghan blanket it's the one he's directly lying on top of now, if you know the answer, you can email me at punkypowerpdpodcast at gmail.com. You can also 
Find me on social media at Facebook, Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast, or Twitter, Punky Power PD Podcast, or Instagram at Punky Power PD Podcast. So any of these places, you can just, you know, you can email me the answer. You can go to any of these on social media, and you get the answer right. And I will give you a shout-out on the podcast. You will be my honorary special person of the week. Now, I'm thinking, what am I going to call my listeners? So, you have two choices. You can be Punky Peeps. P is in Paul, E-E-P is in Paul, S, peeps, or Brewster Buddies. I'll leave it up to you guys. You let me know what you like, and that's what we'll refer to you guys from now on. Thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. And if you want, I am on iTunes now, so you can just go to Punky Power Podcast and leave me a five-star rating. That would be so wonderful. Let me know. Let me hear your love for this podcast. Okay. I will see you next week in a new episode. Have a wonderful weekend. Oh, and by the way, being it's March, get out there and get your shamrock shakes. They got This, by the way, is not sponsored. I've already had my shamrock shake. They actually got three different other options. You got your typical shamrock shake. You got your chocolate and um, mint shamrock shake and for those frappe lovers out there you got your chocolate chip mint chocolate shamrock shake which i have had and i gotta tell you it is really really good so get out there you get your shamrock shake you tell me in the comments you tell me if you liked it all right guys i'm out have a wonderful weekend it's friday i hope that the weather's good for you all it's really cold here where i'm from in the land of the mitten All right, I'm out.